Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. I am Serial and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto and my pronouns are he, him. So hello everybody and welcome to episode 52, Vononis II, where we get to find out if this random old guy that was elected to oh, be right. king <laughs> is going to do a good job. It took me a minute to remember who we were talking about. I'm like, yes. who, where did we live? a random old guy across the street that the nobles said, yeah, sure. You, you will, will do. do. So, thought serial. Do you expect great things from Venonis or do you expect not much? Honestly, no. Not much, really. Not much. Plus, okay. you have mentioned that, like, we will eventually get out of this, like, period of rapidly succeeding monarchs, you know? Yes. Or, like, rapidly changing but you also mentioned we're not quite there yet. So, I don't know. He was, like, he's also old, which, like, probably, you know, he won't have that many years to make any important changes. Was it the nobles who, like, Mm -hmm. chose him again? The nobles did choose him. Yeah, so, like, I don't, you know, we know what the nobles do. They mess (laughs) up everything, and then they're like, oh, we changed our mind. So, yeah, no, I'm not super, you know, super hopeful. Okay, well, let's see if you're right or not. Hmm. We'll figure out if Anonis was worth being around or if he's just a blip. So, yeah, to start, we can just review what happened in the last episode. Last episode was Gatarzes II. Mm-hmm. So, if you remember, he had a civil war with his brother, Vardanis. They fought a bit back and forth. Eventually, Gatarzes won because his brother ended up mysteriously shot to death during a hunt. It happens. Who knows? He had to fight a Roman usurper that was financed by Claudius to try and take the throne. But Gatarzes managed to win. He made a wonderful relief that got eroded into nothing. And then he died. And then after that, Vononis was elected. We're not sure if Gatarzes was murdered or just got sick and died. We decided that probably he got more sick. But with the nobles, you never know. We'll see if anything in Vononi's life tells us anything about Gatarzi's fate. So we'll find that out. So let's start with Vononi's. Who is he? Where does he come from? How did he get old? He's clearly done something right. Mm-hmm. So he's a member of the Arsaka dynasty, which we haven't really encountered before. And he is connected to the royal line, but we're not really sure where exactly he stands on the family tree. Because he could be a distant member of the dynasty, just a random distant cousin that got chosen. It happens. They have lots of random Uh, distant cousins. I mean, if you're going to put it that way, like, I'm sure we can find some sort of relation. Yeah, he's there. Mm. But a possibility is that he's a lot closer, actually, and that since he was made vassal king of Media Tropatene, which is... Roughly Azerbaijan, modern day, thereabouts. It's possible that he was a relative of Artabanus III, who was also king of Media Atropatene and, we're told, gave the kingdom to one of his relatives. 
So given the age of Venones II, it might be that he was the brother of Artabanus III and just was happy with ruling a little vassal kingdom for a while. So that was quite nice. He didn't really seem to have engaged in any massive rebellions and did what he could. Also, this means that we're now in the 50s AD and he was probably born in the 20s BC, which makes him quite aged. But he can do this. He can make it. But yeah, so what was his life like? What happened to him and where did he come from? Well, as we mentioned three episodes ago, Artabas III was formerly king of Mediatropatene. He became king of Parthia. And then, well, somebody needed to remain this vassal king. So he apparently appointed his brother to be that. So that is where Vononis got it. But an interesting question here is what is the deal with Atropatene? Because it was sort of a middle weird area between Armenia and Parthia. Mm-hmm. It's where Mark Antony invaded at the beginning of the century, well, at the end of the last century, really. And yeah, it's sort of connected to Armenia. They were once both ruled by the same king. What is the deal with Atropatene? Well, it has quite an old story behind it because it was founded in the aftermath of Alexander the Great's conquest and got its name from the satrap who was just ruling there, who was a guy named Atropates, who had governed the region under Darius III. And Alexander thought that it was too much work to replace the guy, so yeah, sure, you can keep your satrapy. This is going to be the bit of media that's ruled by Atropates. Mm-hmm. But later on, when Alexander's empire exploded into a million pieces and everybody killed themselves over it, well, which happened, Atropathene sort of just drifted away and did its own thing because nobody really cared enough to conquer it. And it was safely established with an old satrap that knew what he was doing. So it just became its own little kingdom and remained basically independent of everybody until the Parthians arrived on the scene a few centuries later, which is kind of a weird thing. It's interesting to see. But yeah, then we saw when Mithridates I arrives, he sort of submits a bunch of these local kingdoms to the Parthian Empire, and Atropatene is one of them. So there we go. But as we saw, Atropatene doesn't really become fully subject to Parthia because it has its own separate diplomacy, because it does strike a deal with Mark Antony after his invasion to try and give him some tribute. This doesn't last very long because they're, you know, overthrown quickly, but they have enough autonomy that they can do stuff for themselves. So that's quite nice. But that was all under the old system before Artabanus III, who then decided that he'd had enough of all these vassal kings doing everything on their own, and he wanted to bring them closer into the empire and make sure that they're all at least governed by Arsakids. And then after that, they should all be, you know, extensions of the kingdom, not independent bits of it. Mm-hmm. So over the next few decades, Venones governs his little border kingdom and sees the slow centralization of the empire under Artabanus. Doesn't work great all the time, as we saw the nobles do tend to rebel, and that's a mess. But at least, you know, the kingdom gets closer and closer to the king itself. Mm -hmm. But once Artabanus dies, the nobility fractures into a million tiny pieces and everybody is arguing against who they're going to lead. 
So on the one side, we have the western-facing nobles, which are generally the pro-Roman side and are led by the Karen or Karen family, which has supported Vononis I, Vardanis I, and the usurper Meherdates, which Gatarzes defeated later on. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, we have the eastern faction, which is led by the Suren family, and they supported Artabanus III and Gatarzes II. It's also possible that a member of the Suren family made his own Indo-Parthian empire, the Indus Valley. We're not sure if they were part of that family, but there was an Indo-Parthian empire doing its own thing. Okay. They have their own fun stories. Just... We have no sources on them, but they're around. They're doing stuff. We have a rumor of someone starting a startup business, like, next to the big, big business. Yes, pretty much. It's a branch office. Yeah. And yeah, we mainly just know because we have coins. The guy calls himself King of Kings. Oh. It's written in Parthian script. So I guess probably okay. something like that. But uh, yeah, it's a different King of Kings. Huh. And then finally, we have a third faction, which is the faction of Hyrcania, which is founded by Gatarses II, because he was for a long time a semi independent ruler in Hyrcania, south of the Caspian Sea. And. That adds a third faction to the whole mess because now you have east, west, and center all arguing about who should be king, or at least how the empire should be governed. The question is, where does Media Tropatine and Vononis fit into all of this? Well, we don't know, is the oh, answer. Great. I was like, okay, now we go back to what we started with. Tell me, why are we talking about all of no. this? The answer is... The fact that they're at the edge of the empire probably means that they could maintain themselves independent enough that they could do whatever they want without angering anybody. Because they are essentially guarding the road from Armenia into Parthia. So they have this position of power where they're the ones that know where to defend everything and who to let through, who doesn't. They're important that way. But also since they're not you know, fully on the west, fully on the east, or fully in Hyrcania. They don't really have any obvious sides that they're going with. Mm-hmm. And it seems that Vononis himself was just a loyal guy in general. And he just tends to support the king that's in charge and not really question it too much. So he is one of the nobles that aren't making a big fuss out of everything. He is just administering his tiny little kingdom and saying... I don't really care who's on the throne. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Okay, good. Thanks. Bye. And yeah, he's not mentioned at all as participating in any civil wars. So again, he presumably either stayed neutral or just followed the king that was in charge and just went ahead that way. And he's only really mentioned by name when Gatarzes dies in the spring of 51. Mm -hmm. So he's either murdered or just dies of some sort of disease because he was quite young at the time. Now, why is Vononis elected? The question is, he's an old guy. Why is he in charge now? Yeah. Well, the thing is that based on where Vononis lives and what happens to Gatarzes, we can assume that the Hyrcanian party didn't have enough power to protect Gatarzes. So that's why Gatarzes' sons aren't made rulers. That's why it's just skipped. And it looks like the Western Party had been defeated because Meherdates 
which uh, was defeated by Guitarzis, so they were out of the game. The Central Party was out of the game, so that only leaves people in the East, which are the Eastern Party headed by the Surin family. And this also kind of makes sense, because they're the ones that supported Artabanus III in the first place. So, you know, why not support his brother? Artabanus did a good job, Venones is probably going to do fine as well. And hey, also, a general advantage is that he's a man in his 70s. Perhaps the balance of power amongst the nobles was a bit shaky, mm. so they thought, let's just keep somebody to keep the throne warm for like two years and then that's so mean then we can choose for <laughs> oh my real God. replaceable so yeah it was not fun but it doesn't look like many people trust Venonis to do a great job they think he'll do it'll be fine won't it mm, i see so yeah they're following a bit of your plans which are just yeah he'll he'll do don't have high hopes but it's better than nothing i suppose we need a king so yeah, at last, in spring of 51 AD, Venones II is crowned as king of the whole empire. Mm-hmm. And Serial, what do you think is the first thing he has to deal with? Uh, who, like, um, are there other contenders? Potential usurpers? That's an important point. Yeah. Venones looks around the empire and sees that, well, luckily in the west, there are no contenders. Those nobles have been defeated in a civil war. Mm-hmm. In the middle... It looks like there's nobody powerful or uh, ambitious enough to make it. So nobody shows up. And the East are the people who elected him. So he seems to be fine for now. For the next five seconds, the nobles seem to have agreed on somebody. Because didn't we have, like, it was was strange that he was elected because didn't we have, like, someone better? I mean, there were Guitarzi's children who, you know, he just won a civil war. Why not them? Well, probably just because the nobles that supported Guitarzis just didn't want to vote for them. Mm-hmm. So, for whatever reason, it seems that Venones is alone on the throne, and the great thing is that he has a son. He has a son called Volagasis. Now, Volagasis is a young, ambitious man who has big plans for the empire. He thinks that, yes, these constant civil wars will not do. What we need to do is have one strong empire... Oh, and also we should take care of Armenia. The Romans have had it for too long. Armenia's rightfully ours. Again. Let's break it down. Because we can't just let it go. Yep. Because, hey, it was ours at the beginning. You guys came and took it from us. No, wait, we, it was ours. No, wait, it was ours. Hmm. And so Volagasis decides that he also doesn't really trust his father, Venones. So he starts talking to all the nobles. He starts rubbing elbows, schmoozing, giving Mm -hmm. out the Ferrero Rochers, all that sort of thing. And he tries to convince the nobles that even though he might not be the favorite choice of everybody, he is definitely the one that is most capable. He can take over the armies, he can take over the throne, and make sure that all the empire will prosper and be successful. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Volagasis is convincing enough either because of his own personal charisma or just because of the you know general vibes he gives off that the nobles agree that yes he is going to be the next king as soon as Venones dies okay and then we get a quote about Venones' reign from Tacitus a Roman historian who is just you know mentioning how the reign is going mm-hmm. 
Now, Testus says, Vononis, then Viceroy of Media, was called to the throne. No successes and no reverses entitled him to mention. He completed a short, inglorious, and perfunctory reign, and the Parthian Empire devolved upon his son Volagasis. Which is to say, when Vononis became king, he didn't really do much. He just lasted a couple months, then he died, and his son took the throne. Yeah. The end. I, I, you know, I am not surprised. Like, I... Yeah. Yes. So they did need somebody to keep the throne warm for a couple months. Literally. Vononis did the job. The end. Are you ready to rate him, Serial? <laughs> We're recording for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Yeah. But don't worry, Volagasi's next time, he's a big one. So Ooh, okay, interesting. Strap in for that. I guess it'll be first week of December, but you'll see how that hmm. Okay, so let's begin. Our first category is final moments. How interesting was his death? Being an old man uh, and just dying of old age. Not at all. Zero. No, zero. Let's go. Zero and zero. Zero out of ten for final moments. Next category is battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? He didn't. <laughs> he explicitly did not get involved he in did any not civil do anything. war. He just chilled for a whole lot. So I'm going for a zero. I guess you too. Yep. Zero, zero, zero to 20 for battle hardness. Next category is scheminess. How good was he at plots and manipulations? Not at all that we could tell. He just no. was there. He did stuff, presumably, but... Who knows? So, with a 0 and a 0, he gets a 0 out of 20 for scheminess. Our next category is shock factor. How shocking was this man? He just stayed out of all the civil wars and stayed out of all the conflicts and just became king because he was elected and everybody thought, yeah, he'll do. I'm gonna go for a 0. Yeah, the same. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. mm, I guess... Yeah, so 0 to 0, 0 out of 20 for shock factor. Our next category is Eren Shine. How good was he at ruling the Empire in general and Iran in particular? He didn't make things worse. He had a clean succession on the way in and on the way out. That was nice. He didn't have much time to really influence anything. Yep. He didn't make things worse by participating in civil wars. I'm wondering if to give him a 1. What are you thinking, Serial? He didn't make things actively worse, but he didn't really make much of an impact. Yeah, I don't... Like, nothing happened. Do we just... Was this a five when, like, things just stay as they are? We usually do five when things just stay, but only if they had some time. Like, if he rules for 20 years and the Empire stays the same... Yeah, like, that's the thing. That it's just, like, it, it didn't get worse. Nothing... Nothing could happen. Like... Yeah, I, exactly. But, you know, we give child kings a zero because they're just... Yeah, they got murdered after two months and that happened. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, I think I might give him, like, a one because the successions are clean. But that's it, really. Because it's not that he's usurped after three months. He just dies. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you matching with a one or just going with a zero? No, like, the, I, this, I have nothing to say. Nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, it would have been really impressive if he had managed to destroy the Empire in, like, a month. Yeah. I have to say. People have tried. <laughs> People have tried and succeeded to destroy the Empire, but, you know. So you're staying with a zero, then. I'm yeah. just going to be kind and give him a one. So with a one and a zero, he gets a one out of 20 for Eren Shine. 
Our next category is face of faces. What do you think this man looked like? One thing in his favor, his face looks cool. Okay. So that's good. We have a slight difference, which is nice. Interesting. I will make a little drawing and and tell you. (laughs) Draw an old man who completed a short, inglorious, and perfunctory reign. That is that is so rough. <laughs> it's just yeah. I guess you were around. I guess you technically count. To be fair, we're also being very rough on him because you know you can't expect too much when you're the guy who's just elected because we needed a break. So there you go. So yeah, we'll see. Honestly, I have been surprised. At how little he's lasted. Like, I knew it would be a short reign. Like, I wasn't expecting, you know. And, like, he could have still lived for, like, 20 more years and, like, done a great job. I don't know how old he actually was. But, like, I did not expect this. This is, like, ridiculously <laughs> worthless. Yes, like this is just speed Why running. not just elect his son? Kingdom. I'm so confused. I guess they were an obscure enough family that it didn't really matter and... His son just did a good enough job convincing everybody, thanks to his father's power. Because they were, you know, they were like provincial nobles and... They wouldn't have just gotten the son if it weren't for his dad. Yeah, maybe nobody really knew the son first and they thought, oh yeah, this old guy will do. And then they're like, oh wait, his son is actually really capable. Okay, let's vote for him. Well, when has that been the reason why the nobles vote? (laughs) Never. (laughs) Well... His son is capable, so that's nice. They were lucky this time. We'll see how the nobles deal with somebody who's capable. How quickly they try to destroy him, because it's easier to have somebody incompetent. Okay, Serial has finished their drawing. Let me pick it up and describe it to you all. (laughs) Nice, I like that. So, what we have, dear listeners, is just a floating diadem, just... Flitting in the air as if dropped from a height or from somebody's head, perhaps. And there is text which says, All right, and now... Wait, but where is he? What do you mean we need another one? We just got this one. (laughs) Which, to be fair, is the attitude everybody would have towards Venonis II. It's impressive he even existed. So yeah, if you want to look at this, you can go in the notes of the episode, in the description of the podcast episode. Or you can go to our website and look at Serial's portrait gallery. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon and go on our Discord and see it in the Face of Faces section. Yeah. Now let me show Serial what he actually looked like. And they can tell us if they are impressed at the very least. Ooh, it's a front-facing one. Nice. Yay. I do like also, it. Also, it's a new hat. Yeah, it's a really like. cool hat. It's a good hat. So it's a front-facing portrait of a man. With a mustache. I don't really see a beard, I assume. That is surprising, because usually no beard is a young man. But yeah, but it's like prominent mustache, right? And mm-hmm. uh, a hat that has like ear covers and then wrap around lines around the forehead and stuff. And then like the diadem going like over the hat. <laughs> and then you see the like ends poking out the sides and then some decorations on top and there's two six-pointed stars on each side of the face yeah always nice to have some stars i love how the ends of the diadem make it look like he has bunny ears yeah (laughs) that's just that's just very good that's really cool 
I like this. This is very charming, actually. So, so this is nice, you know. If there's one thing about Vononi's that is charming, it's his coin. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is quite a nice one. It's different from the others. It's nice because it's front-facing. We get a cool hat. The mustache instead of a beard is interesting. I like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like the flowy diadem. What is your scoring here, Serial? Uh, like a seven. He has to get some points. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That is the concern. I'm going to go for a... You know what? I'm going to match your seven, actually. I was about to say six, but I think the hat wins me over. So, nice. Good job, Vanonis. You did get some points. And yeah, so with a 7 and a 7, he gets a 3.5 out of 5 for Face of Faces. Our next category is lengthiness. How long do you think he reigned? Two months. Ooh, you underestimate him, Serial. Okay, He reigned three. for a full, a full four months. Okay. Oh, man, I double what I said. That's... Yeah, I know. You're really disrespecting our poor man. So, yeah, with a total of four months, divide that by ten years, that gives him a 0.033 out of five points for lengthiness. Which leads him to a grand total of 4.53 out of 100 for his total score, which places him second to last... Just above Xerxes the second and below Antiochus the child, which is really saying something. And he just saves himself because he has a nice image. Yep. He reigned more than Xerxes the second, but had less interesting death. So he's just barely getting past the last position by the skin of his teeth. And our final question is, does he have a nice enough coin? Is he short-lived enough? Is he not a terrible person, apparently enough? To be called a Shah and Shah, or is he just a Shah and Shah? I mean, maybe for like the <laughs> the fun of it, but no. Yeah, no, he's not even just so bad that he's good. He's just like he lived, he died, and everybody is here for Volagasis. Everybody's just waiting for Volagasis the first, which suggests there will be more than one. I mean, <laughs> there are people who beat Vanonis's final score. Just with their lengthiness. <laughs> Which is saying yeah. something. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is kind of harsh, but yeah. Okay, so that is the end of our episode today. Well, Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun, despite it being short. If you'd like to support our podcast, we have a way to do that. You can join our new patron, Kwong Inguin. And they, and many others, have the possibility to listen to our extra episodes which are on some of the kings around Mithridates II, such as Mithridates the Great of Pontus, Hanwudi of China. Or now, coming just next week, is going to be Alcibiades, our special episode where you want to hear about what this bisexual disaster man got up to. It's a lot of disasters, certainly. Please join. It's fun. If instead you'd rather not support us monetarily, that's fine. We just appreciate if you can... uh, Give us a review on your podcast app of choice so that other people can know that we exist and we enjoy reading your messages. But yeah, I think this episode has already been long enough. <laughs> we hope you have a lovely week. We'll see you next time with Volagasis the First. I promise he's a lot better, does a lot cooler stuff. Have a good one, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.